welcome welcome this is made for more a monthly podcast um targeting women of god this is uh pastor Maima moore who will be your moderator and your host welcome we as women of god we are made for more Welcome. Today we continue as usual our joining of transformation into the image of the sun. I usually say into the image of the sun, but I'm saying into the image of the sun fully mature. Because from the time that Jesus was a baby, he was the son of God. So when we say into the image of the sun, we're talking about Jesus fully mature Um as the son of god last month we discussed the fact that as we abide in christ we will bear fruit we looked at the fruit of divine nature and we gave a practical way in which we can develop and mature in the fruit of love let me stress emphatically that if we are not making an effort to grow our love life we can never become more christ-like because the very essence of god is love and becoming like him means putting on his love nature today we want to continue our discussion on fruit bearing but this time we will look at the fruit of good works in Ephesians 2 10 the Word of God says that we were created in Christ unto good works. we are his workmanship that God um, prepared ahead of time he prepared good works for us to do so God prepared these works ahead of time for us to do them very interesting what are these good works of course, we know there are works of service, kindness, preaching the gospel, healing the sick, and so forth. You see, in Luke four eighteen, Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. What we see here is that every one of these things, they are a blessing and a ministry to people. The good works of the gospel is always to minister to, to bless and uplift people. Since we were created in Christ for these good works, we need to examine ourselves and see how we are faring. Are we preaching the gospel to the poor? As disciples of Jesus, we must always be ready to give account of the hope that is in us. I know these are things, it's almost like cliches. We hear it all the time, but it is true. And you see, that's why um, it's so important that we cultivate first the fruit of divine love because yes we should minister to people we should preach the gospel but we should also manifest that fruit of divine love and when people really see 
um, Jesus in us through his love, then they will be more prone to listen to what we have to say when we preach the good news to them. So all of these things, they work in sync. In other words, that's what I'm saying. There are so many brokenhearted people in the world and the church right now. There are so many encountering so much loss. It seems that every day I hear of another person who has experienced a death in the family, another person who has been diagnosed with a disease, another family that is falling apart, another person diagnosed with mental illness, and on and on it goes. There are also many people bound by all kinds of addictions. We cannot sit on the sidelines and remain unengaged with me of God. You see, that is why God's want, God wants us on this journey of transformation. That is why we have to forget the past and reach for what is before us. That is why we cannot be looking down at ourselves and wallowing in self-pity. We cannot afford in this day and age to be self-focused because when we are looking down on ourselves we cannot see the needs around you cannot see the people that God is bringing your way to whom you are to minister so very very important and like I said I'm not really saying anything new okay and you see as you grow in transformation as you are becoming more like Christ, then you will find yourself being used by God more and more to be um, to minister to others. So there are these general good works that God has prepared for us as believers to partake in. But the Bible also teaches that there are specific things that God wants each of us to do. A scripture passage that never ceases to bless me it's 1 Peter 4.10, and it says, As every man have received a gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I love the way the Christian Standard Bible says it. And it reads, Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others, as good stewards of the varied grace of God. Now, what does this mean? You see, when they say the manifold grace of God, it simply means multifaceted. Another way it says um, the multicolored grace of God. So, when, when the Bible says the, the manifold grace or the multicolored grace of God, it speaks to the fact that there are various manifestations of God's empowerment. Because grace is favor, but grace is empowerment. So in, um, I would say in a simple way, God is saying that he has graced us in different ways. Ah, thank you, Lord. He has gifted us in different ways. There are specific works that he prepared for you in Christ and for, and for you alone. 
there are gifts or graces that he has given you that others do not have. Not only has he given you unique gifts, he has also empowered you to perform what he has called you to do. Now he says you should be a good steward of that rich deposit that he placed in you. Use it to minister to others. You see, what I've seen in many women over the years is a tendency to measure themselves with others who appear more gifted and who seem to have it all together. Full disclosure, I used to be one of those women. That is, until the Lord told me very clearly, and I quote, Your problem is that you do not appreciate your uniqueness. And I did not even understand that for the longest time. <laughs> and though change did not come immediately, it did come. And then I understood what he said to me. As I discovered my unique blend of gift sets, and I began to use it to minister to people, to minister to the body, to minister to those that God uh, would bring my way. Woman of God. Embrace your unique gifts. Well, first of all, before I say embrace, discover. You are on a journey of discovery as you grow in the things of God. And I could even stop here and talk so much about one of the benefits of praying in tongues. Because the more we pray in tongues, the more God begins to pull out of our uh, inner man the resources he has placed inside of us. And so um, what that means is that who you are supposed to be, they, God prepared the good works for you to do. God made you in Christ Jesus and gave you a unique plan of gift sets. You have a part of that multifaceted grace. So as you are praying in tongues, it's almost like you are on a, a, a goal you are digging in a gold mine and you are discovering the rich resources that God has for you. So that's what I say. Go on a journey of discovery and then embrace your unique gifts and graces and use them to perform the good works that God prepared for you in Christ. In Romans 12, 6 to 8, the word of God says, in fact, there's a list of different gifts, and I believe that these are just a sample of the gifts distributed in the body of Christ. It says, according to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, in exhortation. If giving, give with ger generosity. If leading with diligence, showing mercy with cheerfulness. You see, we all have different gifts. I know that for me, my primary gifting is teaching. It, it amazes me when people say, oh, you know, I'm so afraid to stand before people and teach. That is where I get my energy. I love to teach. I love to teach before a big crowd. I love to teach even one person. Why? Because that's a gift that God has given me. God may have given you the gift of leadership. God may have given you the gift of giving. God may have given you the gift of mercy. Use what he has given you. God has prepared each of us and we should be identifying our unique 
gift, plan and use it. Why is this so very important? Because you see, God intends the church to function as a body. In a body, all the parts have different functions, but they all work together for the good of the body. So it is, or let me say, so it should be for the church. Every one of us has a function. Good works that we are to do that will lead to the proper functioning of the body of Christ and its witness to the world. In uh, Ephesians 4, 15 and 16, it reads, But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head Christ. From him, the whole body, fitly and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. Listen to me. This is the master plan of God. When we speak of being conformed to the image of Christ, though it is true that as individuals we should be reaching towards this goal, God's ultimate plan is to make the church as his son. You see, from the birth of the church at Pentecost till now, that has been God's plan, bringing the church to the place of fullness and through the body of Christ to show forth his glory in the earth. It is the entire body working together. That is why love and unity is so key. We cannot be working at cross purposes. Each of us need to be an individual part breaking our supply. Another acknowledgement used in the New Testament of the church is of a building. In Ephesians 2, 21 and 22, it says, In him, Jesus, the whole body being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together for God's uh, uh, dwelling in the spirit. As I said, it is the whole body that God wants to be conformed to the image of Christ. So as I grow in maturity, you grow in maturity. As I uh, um, uh, start to do good works, you do it. We are all individual parts of the body. But God's intention is to use the entire body of Christ to show forth his glory in the earth. So that is why it is so important. You see, if you are not doing your part in the body, if you are not connected in the local church and you are not growing and you are not bringing your supply, you really will never fulfill your purpose in the earth. You will not do so. Okay? So, uh, um, as we come to the end of the age, God is forming the last generations of sins so fully into the image of Christ. He's putting in the last pieces, so to speak, so that the greatest glory ever to be experienced on the earth will happen. That's why he says what? The whole body being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. He says, in him you are being 
built together for God's while dwelling in the spirit. God has been building this body, this church, for 2,000 years. <laughs> oh, and as we come closer and closer to the end, I want to let you know that the building is nearing completion and you have a part in it. You are a part. You are a brick. I don't know whether you are mortar, but you are a part. The church was born in a blast of glory. She will leave this planet in a blast of glory. I don't know about you, but that excites me. So do your part. Become a fruit-bearing believer. Bearing the fruit of good works. Using your gifts and ability so that the body of Christ can be fully formed for the habitation of God by His Spirit. God bless you and I see you next month.